from the Geshe Room at the Menominee Public Library. Welcome to episode 17 of TED Talks, the library's official podcast series. I'm Chuck Backus, alongside library director Ted Stark. We invite you to pull up a seat, relax for a few minutes, and catch up on what's going on around town. And Ted, it has been a while. I haven't yeah. seen you. Gosh, it was summer last time we got together, wasn't it? It was, and we had a we had a marathon podcast on on the anniversary, the fiftieth anniversary of the moon landing. You know, yeah. I've got to tell you, Ted, <laughs> you had you probably get sick of people saying this, but what an amazing series of programming you have put together for the community, and yeah. Obviously, you can't do it without a crack staff, but a crack staff doesn't do much without outstanding leadership. And, Ted, we've got oh, programming thanks, that uh, communities would would give their arm to have one or, or even two <laughs> of the programs that we have, and you just constantly pack them up year after year. I hope you sleep oh, well, well at night, man. You are a real... A real attribute here in well, the community. Well, you flatter me. No, so I tell you. the truth. Occasionally I tell the truth. <laughs> and, and and it's just, it's exciting what the library b- brings to the community. It, it has throughout your tenure, well, which I hope lasts for a long, thanks, long time thanks. to come. Well, and you know, and getting you on the board. See, I got you on the board. Now, now what, look, I got you engineering the podcast. Yeah, look at so, me. Yeah. It's like I'm, I'm going to be respectable one of these days. <laughs> right. We've got a great guest today. Yes, we uh, it's, do. It's... Pam Gardot, and she's going to be here to talk to us about the Chippewa Valley Book Festival. Well, Ted, why don't you introduce our guest? All right. Okay. Well, yes. Yeah, today we have um, Pam Gardot, and she's going to uh, share share information with us about the Chippewa Valley Book Festival, which is October 21st through the 27th this year. Uh, it's an annual event. It's really the premier literary event in the Chippewa Valley as far as I'm concerned. And this is its um, 20th year in operation. But, but we'll go into all that well, during our, our talk. And, uh, Welcome, so, Pam. Yeah. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah. So we've been part, the library, the Menominee Library has been a part of the, the book festival uh, since I've been here. For, for a so, long time. Yeah, for a long time. So, um, and it's just the event has really grown. But Pam, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us how you got involved with the fest? Sure. Um, well, ever since I was a very little kid, I've been a book nerd. Always had my nose in a book. <laughs> Thought I could continue my love of reading and, and books by becoming a high school English teacher. And that right, lasted for a few years. And then I just got off and did a bunch of other things. But um, when when my kids were in middle school, I... I had a realization that I needed to take stock of my life, and reading had always been a huge part of what I did with my kids. We read together until they were well into high school. And so I decided that, you know, that was a passion and something I thought was really important, so I went back to school and became a librarian and um, got my (laughs) master's in library science and, and then got to be a librarian. And when I was hired at Memorial High School, as their librarian in Eau Claire, uh-huh. um, Rob Reed contacted me, and Rob currently teaches children's lit and um, young adult lit at UW-Eau Claire, uh-huh. and he was on the book festival committee, and he contacted me and said, you know, I think I think you want to be on this committee, and I said, okay, if you think so, I must, <laughs> and that was how it happened. Really? So how long ago was that? Have you been on since? 17 years. Wow. I've Holy been so on the committee. Almost since the beginning then. Mm-hmm. Right. 
So it started out pretty kind of small. I mean, it wasn't as big as it is now. Really, oh, it started it? out very small. Yeah. When the idea for this formed, it was kind of the brainchild of a poet, a librarian, and a university professor, an English professor. Really? And the poet was Nadine St. Louis. The librarian was... Uh, Mildred Larson, and the university English teacher was Doug Pearson. And they uh. valued words and story. And their dream was to have an event, an annual event, where they could bring wonderful authors to the Chippewa Valley and right. let everyone else experience the joy of live author presentations. Yeah. Oh, it, it really is fabulous. I mean, you could... Uh... If you're, into the, if you're into books and literature, you could take this week off, this October 21st through the 27th, and go to these events. Because right. they're at all different times of the day and, mm -hmm. and in different and locations around the Chippewa Valley. And it's just, it's just fantastic. Um, so, you're, so over those 17 years, let's talk a little bit how, how, it, how it grew. I mean, what did right. it... Well, you know... It started out, and still is, an all-volunteer endeavor. And right. so there were just a handful of people that organized it for those, those early um, festivals. And those people did all the work. <laughs> you know, it yeah. could have been a full-time job for all of them, you know, organizing events. And as the years went by, it grew, and we got more events, and we started getting bigger name authors. And, you know, it's grown to the point now where the festival has to be run by a number of distinct committees. Right. Um, we've gone from a handful of people to probably about 80 volunteer workers um, that put the festival together, either organizing it or helping out with it when it's when it's occurring. Um, we've got tons of venues, as you mentioned, you know, public libraries, um, universities, both Stout and UW-Eau Claire are venues for, yes. for some of the authors, um, and the Pablo Center. So, yeah. so as yeah. we grew, we kept having to look for bigger and bigger venues because our audience size grew. More and more book clubs were reading festival books and, and bringing the whole book club to see authors that were favorites of theirs. And so, yes. so now we've had to, you know, be more wary of, of getting a venue that was big enough that people would fit in that wanted to come. Yeah. What, a, what a wonderful problem to have. Yes. Yeah, it really is. Um, so um, can, you, can you name just maybe two or three of the authors that you've had over the years that, were, that really stand out to you oh. maybe? Or? Well, um, for poets, because we have a wide variety of kinds of authors, mm. Naomi Shihab Nye is one of is an internationally yes. known poet who is just fabulous, um, and so she was a real highlight. And she talked both in the schools and um, at the festival for um, for local talent. Michael yes. Perry's been oh yes a speaker. Been several times, um, yeah. and Nick Butler. Oh, Nick Butler's fabulous. Yep, they're yeah. wonderful. He's fun to listen to. Right. Yeah. We've, we've had um, other nationally known um, mystery writers like um, William Kent Krieger, mm -hmm. and um, just, you know, it's, it's hard to even remember all the wonderful, yes. yep. wonderful we had, authors we've had. I remember we had Nicholas Butler here, 
I don't know, several years ago, just when uh, Shot, Shotgun uh, Love Songs, love songs mm-hmm. had come out. Mm-hmm. It was just, I mean, it was kind of a little event. I mean, we were kind of shocked about the number of people that we got. It was standing room only in the in our little meeting room, you know. So <laughs> it yeah. was, that was kind of something for us. But anyway. Yeah, he yeah. kind of burst onto the yes, scene he did. to wild yes. acclaim. Yes. We had people in there from all around. The the organization itself, the festival organization, is a it's a nonprofit uh, now. Or mm-hmm. we we um, are collaborating with the Pablo Center. We used to be part of the Eau Claire Regional Arts um, scene, but when when ECRAC um, devolved and the Pablo Center came on the scene, you know, we transferred over to kind of under their auspices, and they've you know that whole beautiful Pablo Center has been oh, a wonderful yeah. wow. addition to all kinds of arts in yes. the in the area. And so we're affiliated with them. And um, But we've always worked with a, a wide number of community groups. Mm-hmm. Because we're a total volunteer organization and we're funded solely by donations, um, we, we work with community organizations, with um, local businesses, in, mm-hmm. um, individuals in the area that, that donate to this. And so, right. so now we have the, the committee that runs the, the festival is broken down into lots of divisions. We have a fundraising committee that, that does a wonderful job of, of you know, talking to people right. and, and, and building up funds so that we can pay the authors and their plane fares and, sure. and hotels and, and things like that. Um, we have a marketing committee now, which is full of very talented people. We've got yeah. a website and Facebook and, yes. and professionally done brochures and materials. Um, we have a hospitality committee that works with <laughs> the venues and sets up the meals when we're doing meal programs and finds yeah. people to host the authors. I don't know if, if you knew this, but every author, whether it's a school author or a general public author, um, is assigned a host who transports them from their hotel to the venues and makes sure they're taken care right. of and sometimes picks them up at the airport. And, um, sure, fine. And so there's lots yeah. and lots of different things that, that go on. Yeah. I noticed, yeah, looking at the list of sponsors um, and partners on the, in there, there's, you know, a lot. That, that's really great. Well, it, it takes a full community to put on something like this. And obviously, you do a great job reaching out and, and giving these sponsors the opportunity to be involved yeah. in the community like that. Well, they say it, 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 it takes a village to raise a kid. Well, it <laughs> takes a whole community to sponsor a book festival, especially one that's grown to the size that this one has. Yeah. Well, good it, for them and, and good for you as well. So you probably start planning next year's, what, right after this one's done? Or? Mm-hmm. Actually, well, I'm on two committees. I'm yeah. on the committee that um, recruits the authors, that is the kind of the author selection committee, and I'm on the authors in the schools committee. And we work all year round. All wow. year we are, the, the people on those committees are reading books and looking for new authors. Sometimes we like to find debut authors, like right. Nick Butler. Um, sometimes we, you know, we want big name authors. And all of us belong to some different organizations where we go hear authors speak. I'm part of the American Library Association, so I go to their events sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I'm also on um, 
part of a Midwest Independent Booksellers Association, and so I go to their events, and, and so authors that are have new books coming out tend to speak at those kinds sure. of conferences, and so so we're always looking and reading mm-hmm. and, and compiling lists of people that might be potential authors in the next year or two. Yeah, wow. wow. If an author wants to submit, because we've had some excellent authors here mm-hmm. on the library podcast, if they want to make themselves available for, let's say, next year's event, what would they do? Well, we, on our wonderful website, we have um, spots where if an author wants to put their name forward for a future um, book festival, they can apply there. And um, And that's also a great place for people to look and see what the lineup is and which events need tickets and which events come with meals or not and where everything is and what time everything starts. And that's cvbookfest.org. Yeah. Or Perfect. even just Google Chippewa Valley Book Festival. Outstanding. Yeah, because your slogan, there there are seven days, 20 events. So and actually, there there's even of events. more of that because yes, we I, have pre-festival <laughs> events. Yeah, there's like a pre-conference. You know, sometimes, sometimes we <laughs> yeah. just can't stop ourselves no, from booking I, yeah. more things. And so so we, we we keep trying to keep things manageable, but, but right. we haven't done a very good job of that. <laughs> So it's all volunteer. You don't have any staff or anything like no. that, or is is there is there an actual like board that, uh, or or is it just more of a? Well, every committee has um, a chair of the committee, and each okay. committee chair then is on the steering committee, and the steering committee steering is the committee. the um, the committee that has final approval over everything, all and right. so. So they're the ones that are kind of steering the ship, and um, and all of the other subcommittees re- report to them. Right, right. Okay. Okay. Well, I and you're um, also involved in the uh, schools, the the areas uh, K twelve schools um, became or or kind of um, t- hooked onto this festival mm-hmm. and they so they're doing authors in the schools you want right. to talk, talk about that there's a some bit? So, yeah the Chippewa Valley Book Festival very early on decided that they would support and assist financially with bringing authors to schools and so they're collaborators with um, area school districts to partially fund um, and assist schools to to do that and so mm-hmm. so the schools put in you know money and then the the um the book festival sponsors the travel basically and hotels of the authors and so every year we have 10 or 11 authors specifically recruited to do school presentations and generally each of the authors does three different school visits and so this year we have 11 authors 33 programs that will be in schools all over the area. Menominee has long been a mm-hmm. participant, a school participant in that as well. And, you know, everyone knows that it's really important for kids to learn to read and, and to be readers. But most people just kind of associate that with, with doing well, getting good grades, being able to go to college and get a good job, that kind of stuff. But it's so much more. Um, reading has been found to broaden kids' horizons. It yes. lets them walk in somebody else's shoes for a while, learn yeah. about somebody else's world. And so kids can develop empathy, understanding for others. And the best books let kids also understand themselves better. Yeah. 
Sure. And so it opens up creativity and um, critical thinking skills. It's just so important. And so I'm so pleased that we have this Authors in the Schools program every year. And one of the things that's the most motivating for kids to read is hearing a live author. And so these author visits really... um, motivate kids to read books and to think of themselves as potential authors. Sure. Yeah. No. Well, before you arrived, Chuck and I were just kind of chatting like we do. And uh, I know we were talking about when we were, when he and I were young, you know, I. Which wasn't that long ago. No, yeah. <laughs> it was a long yeah. time ago Yeah, it was a me. long time ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago. It was ago. decades and decades so, ago. <laughs> and well, anyway, we were kind of relating, you know, when we were, we were young, we were kind of not we were kind of dumb, you know. <laughs> well, that's not a nice way. Is that a good accurate, way to say it? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It's, it's real accurate. And then until we kind of started reading, get, it opened the doors. Seeing the world, yeah. yeah, that it made it made a huge difference. Um, and now, now we like to think we're not quite quite as dumb as we were when we were younger. But. I'll, I'll go with that. Sure. <laughs> okay. All right. How did we get off on that? Anyway, so well, there are these events specifically in the schools which is outstanding do we want to bring kids to the other author events as well well we certainly encourage them and i know when i was um, at the high school we advertised it like crazy and there is an event that is designed just specifically for families and kids and this is only the second year that we've done it and um, the school visits most mostly are taking place on the 15th of October, which is a Tuesday. A few of them are coming in on Wednesday. But that Tuesday night, all 11 school authors, and these are some big-name, award-winning authors on the school list, but these authors will all be presenting at the Experience Center, the, the, um, at, the, at the Pablo. Mm-hmm. And so we invite families, grandmas, grandpas, aunts, uncles, people that are interested in children and young adult literature to come and meet these authors and um, hear them speak. They'll do very brief questions and answers for them, and then they'll have a book sale and a book signing. And so this is the best place to get Christmas presents and presents for, (laughs) for young people. So if you have any young people in your lives, you will want to come in that because a book that's been signed by the author is a treasure. And children that receive books like that, it's such a special gift. And you have no idea what an impact that that signed book can have on a kid's life. Yep. Well, and and I hope Ted will forgive me, but I've not yet taken advantage of, of the festival. Is If I haven't read the books, can I still come to the events? You know, it works both ways. If you haven't read any of the books, but you're just interested in seeing what it's all about, you can come and listen to an author, and you will guaranteed walk away. If you've been to a number of presentations, you'll walk away with a list of books that you want to read afterwards. Um, and likewise, some you know some book clubs, for instance, that have been running for years, always get a list of the authors and the, the books that are going to be um, presented at the festival. And over the course of the year, they pick two or three different authors and, and read some of their books so that they have some background knowledge when they when they go hear them. But either way is fun. And 
I've been to lots and lots of events where I had no idea who the author was. I'd never heard of them. But they were so enchanting as speakers, yep. and their books sounded so good that the first thing I had to do afterwards was go find their book and, and, and read it. So, Yep. Just one me over. Yeah. <laughs> well, the lineup, if you start looking at the lineup, in the, they, the, uh, they've got this little newspaper uh, to, that, that we have here at the library. You can get mm-hmm. a copy of it. It's a little newspaper that lists all the, the events. 20, 20 authors one week. Um, well, and like you said, there's really even more than that. But, so it lists all the main, the main events and where they're located and uh, during that week, October 21st through the 27th. But if you start reading through here, there's some fan- fantastic uh, authors coming. I know. It really... just sounds so interesting, doesn't it? I hate yes. it if I have to miss any of these events. I know. There's a lot to go to. <laughs> there is. And so maybe we can talk about um, a couple of these, uh, uh, just kind of highlight them. Get, sure. Give people a taste of what's If people are here. wondering when the best time is to go, I would suggest they go on Saturday, October 26th, because that day will be full of authors. And so if you want to get a sampling of some of the different kinds of things, um, the presentations start out at Ellie Phillips Public Library, and there will be um, a historical novel set in World War II, centered around a little community where there is a prisoner of war camp, a German mm-hmm. prisoner of war mm-hmm. camp there. And the interaction oh between the, cu- the community and these German prisoners, you know, with some of them that, that need their help and some of them that are totally opposed to letting them out of the barriers. Well, and I know these towns. I yeah. grew up in Iowa. And they, well, she talks about it's the Clear Lake. Clear Lake Surf Ballroom, which is the, that's the last place that... Um, uh, um, Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly mm-hmm. played before he died. He died in a plane crash right outside of Clear Lake um, yeah. after after his performance and the Big Bopper. Yep. And Richie uh, Valens. And Richie Valens. Yeah. So that is, um, I mean, there's some history there. Kind of. Right. Yeah. And so she'll be a wonderful speaker. Yes. We also have a mystery suspense author who is absolutely remarkable that's going to be speaking on Saturday. And... Um, her book is Leave No Trace, about this father and son who went camping in the Boundary Waters, mm-hmm. never came back. Ooh. Ten years later, the boy walks out of the woods. And this is a, this is a, a wonderful mystery. Yeah. You know, I just couldn't stop reading that one. Um, we have a Pulitzer Prize winning author, Art Cullen, who talks um, who has a nonfiction book about yes. small town communities. And anyone that's ever lived in a rural area or a small town will find the stories in his book just fascinating. Yeah. Um, so that's a slice of life kind of book. Um, Equit, which is the Eau Claire Women in Theater, does mm. Reader's Theater. And right. ev- every year for the last several years, they've performed snippets from different festival authors whether it's poetry or short stories or, or whatever, they've, they've combined them into a program, and they just bring the words to life. Oh, how cool. And so yeah. that's going to be happening on Saturday at the Pablo Center. And then the very final crowning performance <laughs> is from my favorite book of the year, The Great yeah. Believers by Rebecca Mackay. And she is just a wonderful author. Her book was a, um, an honor book for the National Book Award, and it was yes. also an honor for the Pulitzer Prize an honor award winner. It won way more prizes than that, but 
but um, it's about a community of people. It starts off with a brother and sister story. And it's set in Chicago when the AIDS epidemic was first becoming a crisis. Mm -hmm. And so you find this brother and the sister and this whole community of friends that are surviving problems with, with the AIDS crisis, some of the people um, mm -hmm. that they know, you know, the brother has just died. And so you see back over his life and this, the girl's life. And this is more than just a book about AIDS. It's a book about friendship, about family, yeah. and, and about community and how that holds you up and sustains you over the course of decades. And I love this book. It's one of the best character-driven novels I've ever read. Wow. And so I really encourage people to see that. Now, this is one of the events at the Pablo. It'll be that Saturday night. Um, and it will require a ticket, and it does cost $10. But, oh, boy, it will be well worth the $10 yeah. to hear this um, amazing award-winning author speak. Because most of the events are free. Most of the yeah. events are free and open to the public. Anything yeah. that is um, at the Pablo Center requires a ticket, but the ticket may not cost you anything. You just have to have a ticket to get right. in. Right. Um, and your library is having a wonderful author. Oh, boy. Yes. Um, Marcel's Letters. Yes. Uh, and, and Carolyn Porter is the author. Right. But, but, so I started reading about this um, book, Getting, getting Ready, and um, it's, it's been nominated for several awards, too. In fact, I think it won um, the military, military History Book of the Year for 2018 or something like that. So... It, it may have, you know, yeah. be, these people are winning awards yeah, <laughs> throughout yes. the year, and so I can't hardly even keep up with people that have just gotten different awards that are on it's, our slate. It's so fascinating, but I, I just wanted to spend just a little bit of time uh, on, on this one because... And, and, mm -hmm. and when will that event be held? Well, the, it's October 23rd, and ours is during the day, actually. Okay. She's going to be in two places. She's going to be uh, here, and she's also going to be at uh, the Fall, Fall Creek, Creek yeah. Public Library. But so here she's um, October 23rd at 10:30 a.m. And what a great way to get people in that maybe could come during the day, but yep. have something else going on at night. Yep, we've had them at different times uh, over the years. Um, but uh, anyway, but so so this one's uh, during the day. But she's from um, a White Bear Lake, Wisconsin, and she graduated from Stout mm -hmm. with gra in, in graphic design. What, what did I say? You said Wisconsin. I, I, I'm sorry. Like we knew it. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and she um, graduated from, from Stout and graphic design. But anyway, so uh, she designs fonts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah, which is really kind of interesting. Yeah. And so she was, I'm just going to read a little bit of this because yeah. this, this, this really got me interested. So she was looking for kind of inspiration in new font designs, and she was in an antique store in Stillwater, and we can, a lot of us can relate to, you know, sure. walking around Stillwater, and so she found these um, old letters that had um, uh, pen and ink handwriting that, that really fascin fascinated her, and they were in French, and they'd been signed by a guy named Marcel, and they, they'd been mailed from Berlin to France during the middle of the World War II, and so she bought them, and because she wanted to design a font based on Marcel's handwriting. This gorgeous, beautiful, beautiful handwriting. handwriting, which is beautiful. And so while she's doing this, she got curious about the letters, and she wanted them, so she had them translated. And then she started, once she had them translated, then the mystery starts, because 
these these letters were like love letters from this guy that was in a, um, a German prison camp. He was French, and he was in a German prison camp during the war, and he was writing these letters to his his wife mm-hmm. and his little children. And so the letters would be something like, my little darling, all I have left to do tonight is ask you to kiss my little ones very tenderly for me. And also you, your, your big guy who loves you, kisses you with all his strength and with all his heart. And now for all of you, lots of kisses and good night from your absent Marcel. Stuff like that. So, yeah. so then she got, well, what's this guy's story? And so she got into trying to figure out, I mean, what, what his story was. Yeah. While she's designing this font, which ends up, the font that she designed, uh, Marcel P22 script, um, what has won a bunch of awards. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can, but you can purchase it now and use it on your computer. But anyway, so this whole story, uh, and, and it got great reviews. So yeah. I, I'm so really excited. He became kind of obsessed to, with who yes, was he? who was he? And, yeah, yeah. and did he ever get back to his wife and what and happened? how did these letters end up in Stillwater, in an antique mm-hmm. store in Stillwater, Minnesota? Right. You know? so, yeah. yeah, it's, it's fascinating yeah. And Very she's going to be here at the Menominee yep. Public Library yep. October 23rd at 1030. And, mm-hmm. and what's the admission charge for that? That's free. Whew. See, and here's, I've, I've got the book now. I know this isn't a visual medium, uh, It's but there's, there's the font. Oh, what a lovely font. Yeah, that isn't beautiful? that cool? That's cool. And so that's how this guy wrote. Yeah, oh. wrote these letters. But And so it did win. I mean, it's kind of a military history, too. I mean, mm-hmm. because, you know, so World War II. During the war, and, and yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah, work camp. He was sent to a work camp. That looks like a very doable read to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you'll fly through it. Oh, oh have you read? Have you read? I haven't read it yet, but have you read it? Most of it, I'm not done yeah. with it. Don't yet. tell us okay, how it ends. I won't. <laughs> okay. I won't. Yeah, um, but uh, and what I also know is that there are a lot of holds on. Yes. <laughs> on that book in the I know. system. <laughs> and somebody, this is this is an extra one we just got, and I kind of held like, don't put it in the system yet because I I need to use it. But um, so the subtitle of Marcel's letters is a font in the search for one man's fate. So because of the. The mystery of who was Marcel. Yeah. yeah, and there's no better mystery sometimes than true mysteries. Yeah, yeah. so she'll be coming. And, um, and, and the author's name is Carolyn Porter, is yeah, that and it's correct? Kind of, yeah, and it's kind of neat. She has a connection to Stout yeah. and Menominee, mm-hmm. so that, that's kind of neat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, are there any other uh, authors or events you want to you highlight well, here? There, there are a number that, that are wonderful. Um, one of the other ones that, that I'm really interested in hearing is Leif Anger. And he became famous with his book, Peace Like a River. Mm-hmm. Um, but his most current book is called Virgil Wander. And he's from northern Minnesota. And that's where the book is set. And it's uh-huh. going to be held at the Heidi Center. Um, evidently, uh-huh. Chippewa Falls is celebrating, I think, their 150th year as a as a oh, yes. small town yeah, I and saw so that. they were looking yeah. for um a book about a small town and and Virgil Wander is about this quirky guy that runs the local the small theater the town that he lives in is kind of a small town it's it's been fading away people have been moving away and it's kind yeah. of a down and out hard luck town right and Marcel coming home one night when it's snowing veers off the road 
and he's on a curve and his car goes off the road and plunges into Lake Superior. And he's rescued, but he's had a head injury. And so his whole life has changed. And as he's recovering and learning to cope with who he is now, you also get to know this community of friends and all the quirky, wonderful characters um, surrounding mm -hmm. the focus of this little small town theater. But oh, there's also okay. a mystery involved. Years and years ago, the husband of um, one of the, the women in town who has just had a baby mm -hmm. goes off in an airplane for a ride and never returns. No. And nobody can ever find. There have been sightings every once in a while that they follow up on. And so you have this little town, the history of the town, what, what's going to happen to this little hard luck town? And, you know, is the mystery ever going to be solved about what happened to this, you know, kind of newlywed dad? Right. Wow. And you're just going to let us hang. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We always try really high, hard to have lots of variety and diversity. Yes. So we think that everyone should be able to find something that they're really going yes. to enjoy, whether you like poetry or nonfiction or fiction. Um, we cover lots of genres. We have diversity in subject matter, diversity in our authors. And so we, we encourage people to take a look at, you know, come to the library and pick up one of these yes, brochures for the, the brochures festival. brochures are great. Or the, or the website is very clear too. Yeah. And anyone that wants to be part of the festival can certainly go on the website and, you know, click on, do you want to volunteer and help out? Yeah. But whether you want to do actual work or not, you can participate really well by just reading some of these books and going to the events. Yeah, it's fun. Well, one thing I know about the Chippewa Valley is that the people here support programming like this, and they believe in volunteering. So, again, if they are interested in volunteering for the event, they can uh, learn more about opportunities by going to your website, www.cvbookfest.org. Right. And well, they've also got a place where you can donate money toward the festival if you feel so moved to do so. <laughs> because, you know, by golly, it takes money to put on a program mm -hmm. like this. And it sounds like a great investment with your time, with your talent, with your your financial treasures to get behind a program like this absolutely yeah. we're so so thrilled to be a, a part of it it's always a big deal for us every year uh and, and me it, it to be part of the of the book festival and i and i it's so encouraging to see how it's grown uh, since i've been here so and it's so important to have Local area libraries collaborate with us because you guys do the work of, you know, setting up the venue. You help publicize the events. Yeah. You help yeah. give us ideas a lot of times on authors that you think might be, you know, great additions to the festival lineup. And, and you know, it takes partnerships to make this yeah. work. Well, it's kind of our thing. This, so it, it you know, it means a lot to us. And um, I mean, we've had. Some of these authors, you know, we've had at different times, not during the mm -hmm. fest, but over mm -hmm. the years, you know, so we know them, and, and it's just great to see them come out and, and have success mm -hmm. and, and with, their new, with their new stuff. So, Well, I can't speak for anybody in the audience, but I'll speak for myself, and I'm really looking forward to the Chippewa Valley Book Festival coming up October 21st through 27th here in the Chippewa Valley. Pam, what an incredibly 
enthusiastic and gifted emissary you are <laughs> yeah. for Thank this you. program. Absolutely. It's been a real pleasure having you here yeah. today. Oh, it's been fun doing this. It's, I have to say, this is cutting-edge stuff. I haven't seen another <laughs> library doing podcasts in all the times I've been working with other libraries. So kudos to you, guys. Oh, kudos well, to you, Ted. Yeah. Is there anything else that we know, need to know about the upcoming Chippewa Valley Book Festival? No, I just I just get on that website or pick up the newspaper and figure out which events you want to go to and then double check to see if you need a ticket. Um, most of the tickets are free, but there are some meal events um, with speakers. Yeah. Like there's Those... a Friday night, BJ Hollers, who's just wonderful and so entertaining, yeah. um, is going to be doing a dinner. He's the dinner speaker. And, and, and so you'll find... You'll find lots of interesting stuff. Yeah, on Sunday, October 27th at the Forage Mm -hmm. at Banbury Place, there is a, um, well, it's actually a cookbook, uh, Beth Dooley, Cooking My Way Home. Right. Uh, I think there'll be food there, too. Yes, there will be. Yes, there will be. Samplers of of, um, of things from her cookbooks. But she's a wonderful cookbook author, and this is kind of a memoir with, with recipes. Yeah. Well, I'm sitting here looking at this paper with all the the information and the upcoming programs for this, and folks can pick that up right here at the library. Is that right, Ted? Yep. Yep. Outstanding. Well, that's coming up October 21st through the 27th, and I've got to highlight the the program here at the Menominee Public Library on October 23rd at 10.30. That should be outstanding. Pam, again, thank you very much. Oh, it's my pleasure. For Ted Stark... I'm Chuck Backus, hoping you've enjoyed this episode of TED Talks, the official podcast of the Menominee Public Library. We look forward to seeing you next time.